Hello everybody, I'm Sean and welcome back to the Croc Time Podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today's episode will look into some of the world's most important trading choke points. Red Sea attacks by Yemen's Houthi fighters and a Panama Canal drought due to weather phenomenon El Nino are just a couple of examples that have recently highlighted the world's high dependence on global trading and its choke points. Choke points play an essential role for the global shipping industry. In today's episode, we'll provide an overview of the Strait of Malacca, the Panama Canal and the Babel Mandeb Strait and we'll focus on their economic importance. Don't worry, we won't skip the other choke points. This is just the first episode of a two-episode series on global choke points. Ready? Great, so let's cut to the chase. When we think of the world's oceans, we usually tend to think of vast swaths of uninterrupted blue seas. And that is actually very true. The world is covered with oceans, which extend as far as the eye can see. The Atlantic, Indian and Pacific Oceans are truly majestic, teeming with life. But the world comes in many different shapes and sizes. For example, the Northern Hemisphere has much more land than the Southern Hemisphere. Throughout the centuries, globalization has made these oceans ever more important as trade has become essential to the world economy. Most of the world's trade goes through these oceans and seas. It travels thousands of kilometers to bring goods, such as electronics or clothes, from the other side of the globe to our living rooms. The massive ships carrying these goods are the true symbol of globalization. But global shipping has faced a couple of turbulent recent years. First came the pandemic, which greatly disrupted the flow of goods. While everybody was home and bored out of their minds, they ordered stuff on Amazon. Demand for goods skyrocketed and shipping, which had been a gloomy and boring industry for years, suddenly became very popular. Rates for container ships exploded as supply chain bottlenecks disrupted countless industries, leading to high inflation. While supply chain challenges have eased considerably since 2021 and 2022, container ships now have to confront with new challenges. Some of the world's most important choke points have come under threat because of climate change and war. But first of all, what is a global choke point? A choke point is a geographical feature which can indicate a strait through which goods and people need to pass. In shipping and the global transportation of goods, there are many such choke points. But a few stand out for their importance. You have probably heard about some of them in the news, such as the Strait of Hormuz or the Suez and Panama Canals. So let's try to contextualize each one of these by starting off with the Strait of Malacca. The Strait of Malacca is a narrow stretch of water located between the Indonesian island of Sumatra and the Malay Peninsula. It connects the South China Sea with the Indian Ocean. It was named after a tree grown in coastal regions along the strait. This narrow body of water is the main shipping channel linking all major Asian economies with the Middle East, 
Europe and Africa. It is the busiest strait in the world, carrying around 25% of the world's traded goods, including oil from the Persian Gulf, Chinese manufactured products, coal from South Africa, Indonesian coffee, and South Korean electronics, just to name a few. The funny thing about the Strait of Malacca is that it is relatively wide. The problem emerges when you enter the South China Sea, since many Indonesian islands block the way, and therefore most ships have to sail through the Singapore Strait, which is only 2.8 kilometers wide and relatively shallow. In fact, the maximum size of a vessel that can pass through the strait is referred to as the Malacca Max. The biggest problem of this choke point is that there aren't many alternatives. The Sunda Strait between the island of Sumatra and Java would make the trip slightly longer, but the strait is shallower and narrower. Ships would have to detour a few thousand miles all the way to the Lombok or Makassar Strait to find better alternatives, adding cost and time. The Strait of Malacca is considered one of China's biggest weak points as the country is heavily dependent on oil and natural gas from the Middle East, which has to pass through the Malacca Strait. China's government has therefore made it a priority to find alternative routes. For this reason, they are supporting inland routes through Pakistan and through Myanmar, so far with mixed success. They are also interested in building a pipeline through Thailand's Isthmus of Kra to avoid the Strait of Malacca. China fears that the US could block the strait and in a matter of days, China's access to global energy markets would be impaired. So far, China hasn't had a lot of success in diversifying away from the Strait of Malacca. As we can clearly tell, the Strait of Malacca is one of the most important choke points in the world. Let's now move over to the Panama Canal. This artificial 82-kilometer waterway through the country of Panama connects the Atlantic Ocean with the Pacific Ocean. The canal leverages Gatun Lake and lifts ships up and then down as they traverse the canal. An average of 200 million liters of fresh water are used in a single passing of a ship. If you look at a map of the United States, its main industrial and population centers are on its eastern coast. Getting goods to and from Asia would take much longer if it wasn't for the Panama Canal. It is still considered to be one of the largest and most difficult engineering projects ever undertaken, and the canal was opened way back in 1914. Just like the Strait of Malacca, the Panamax ships are the ones allowed to transit, although the expanded waterway from 2016 also allows the larger Neo-Panamax ships. This canal has greatly benefited North American and Asian trade for decades. But it is now under threat as climate change rears its ugly head around. In fact, both in 2016 and 2023, Panama has faced severe droughts caused by global weather phenomenon El Niño. These severe droughts have resulted in very low water levels in Gatun Lake, affecting shipping through the Panama Canal. Shippers have been forced to limit the amount of cargo they can carry through the canal 
while the number of ships allowed to transit has halved so far in early 2024, as the drought shows no signs of easing. An estimated 40% of the US's cargo passes through the canal. Unlike other global choke points, the Panama Canal depends on fresh water, not salt water. Because of the drought, goods are being delayed. Barbie dolls, auto parts, solar panels to and from Asia are being severely impacted. The economic impact so far has been huge, and these recent events have highlighted the dangers of relying on the Panama Canal. Trusting that climate change won't cause other problems is a dangerous game. Let's now move over to the third and last choke point for this episode, the Bab el Mandeb Strait. This strait separates Yemen on the Arabian Peninsula and Djibouti and Eritrea on the Horn of Africa. Its name literally means Gates of Grief or Gates of Tears because of the dangers in its navigation. This strait is the main gateway from the Indian Ocean to the Mediterranean Sea. It allows ships to enter the Red Sea and then proceed towards the Suez Canal. The strait is 26 kilometers wide, but the Yemeni island of Perim divides the strait in two, and only the western part, which is 20 kilometers wide, is navigable. Most oil and gas from the Persian Gulf towards Europe must pass through the Bab el Mandeb Strait. There are alternatives to the strait, however. For example, Saudi Arabia also uses the East-West Pipeline across the Arabian Peninsula to get oil to the Red Sea. But it still can't get all its oil through this pipeline and needs to rely on the Bab el Mandeb Strait. Another alternative is to go all around the Cape of Good Hope to get to Europe and the US. And that is exactly what is happening now to lots of shippers. Following the recent Israel-Gaza war, the Houthis in Yemen have started targeting ships going through the Bab el Mandeb Strait. The Houthis don't control the strait, but from their stronghold in northern Yemen, they can easily target any ships going through. This has caused insurance premiums to skyrocket, forcing shippers to take the longer and fuel-expensive trip around the Cape of Good Hope. The Americans are now leading a coalition of countries to stabilize the situation and are bombing the Houthis. But many shipping and oil companies have already been forced to divert and as the dire situation continues, shipping is being disrupted more and more. This is the latest demonstration of how vulnerable our global choke points have become. A simple drought in Panama and a small and poor rebel group in Yemen have completely upended global shipping. In fact, because of limited transit through the Panama Canal, American ships were forced to go through the Suez Canal and the Red Sea to get to Asia. But this is now impossible, and everybody has to go around the Cape of Good Hope in Africa. This leads to additional challenges, as certain factories in Europe, such as Tesla, have had to suspend production because of delays in parts. In addition, ports on the western coast of Africa are not very developed and find it hard to supply all these massive container ships. The global shipping industry truly is fascinating, but it is heavily reliant on global choke points. 
As we can clearly see, US cargo has had a tough time. First the Panama Canal gets disrupted, now the Babel Mandeb Strait. What else is on the cards? A few months of good rain can benefit the Panama Canal, but the Houthis will just continue to bomb western ships as long as Israel pursues Hamas in Gaza. Goods inflation is just around the corner for all consumers. Let's find out more about our global choke points on the next episode of this series. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Croc Time. Please leave a review and follow me wherever you get your podcast, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.